Well, good morning, everyone. We are a few days away from uh, 2021, and I was talking to somebody about setting New Year's resolutions for next year, and they were going, well, I think I'm going to try to lose that COVID-19 that I put on this last year. Uh, but uh, they said, I don't know about setting New Year's resolutions because, you know, the pandemic's still going on. I'm not sure. Things are changing politically. I just don't know about setting resolutions. Is that a good thing to do? And I go, oh, yeah, it is. It's always a great thing. I mean, one of the great things we have about New Year's Day, the way we celebrate it is we have a chance to stop and take stock of where we are and kind of figure out, well, what does God want us to do for next year? And this is not a verse that's in an outline that I gave out to you today, but I want you to hear this. This is Ephesians 2.10. It says that we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. That verse means that God is working on you and me right now. And some of the things we went through in 2020, he's used them to prepare us for things that he has for us to do in 2021. Now, you may not have been thinking about that, that some of the trials we went through, some of the difficulties we went through, actually prepped us for big steps that he has for us this next year. I hope that excites you, that God is working on you. When my kids were playing sports in high school, and the coaches would fuss at him. They'd come home and go, Dad, the coach was fussing at me today. And I'd go, that is great news. And they'd say, that's good news. And I'd go, oh, yeah, if this coach stops fussing at you, that means he's given up on you. Do you know the Lord has never given up on you? The Lord is working on you. He's been working on you. He's got plans for you and me this next year. He's got plans for me. He's got plans for you. And we need to say, Lord, I want to cooperate with you in every way possible. So I have three ways that you and I can cooperate with the Lord this next year to make the most of 2021. I hope you're excited about that because this is straight from God's word. Will you pray with me, please? Lord, I just pray that you will remind us that we are your workmanship. You don't waste anything. 2020 has not been a waste. Lord, there are things that you have taught us. There are things you have shown us. And this morning, Lord, I pray that you'll remind us a few of those things. And Lord, I pray that you'd open our eyes so that we can see that you are working out the best plan for our lives. You're guiding us. Lord, we want to cooperate with you. Lord, I pray that you will make 2021 a breakthrough year for us. And Father, we just trust that you will. Speak to us today, Lord. Move me out of the way. Teach us some things we need to know about setting New Year's resolutions for 2021. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen. I want to welcome all the people worshiping with us online as well. The first thing I'd remind us of is that if you and I are going to make uh, successful New Year's resolutions, we need to take stock of where we are. We need to take stock of where we are. Listen to a couple of verses on this. 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Examine yourselves to see if your faith is genuine. Test yourselves. I mean, it's important. It's important to say, hey, where are we? Um, don't think you're better than you really are. Romans 12, 3, be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith that God has given us. When Paul was talking there in Romans 12, he's talking about people who were trying to figure out how they were supposed to lead and serve in the church. And he said, well, hey, if you're going to do that, well, then give yourself an examination. Be honest with yourselves. Hey, what kind of gifts did God give me? And what kind of faith do I have? Well, that applies to every area of our lives. 
Because if we're going to set meaningful resolutions, if God wants to show us some things, we need to take stock of where we are emotionally and spiritually and physically and financially and relationally, where we are with our career, where, are, where am I? And the good news is we have a few days before the new year starts, and we could sit down and say, hey, how am I doing? Here are a couple of questions to ask. This past year, where did I succeed and grow and mature? I mean, I don't want... New Year's resolutions to all be about things that I just need to improve. There are some things you already improved on last year. An important resolution would be, how do I keep those going? Maybe this last year you got in shape. Well, how do you stay in shape? Maybe this last year you finally got on a budget. Okay, well, now what's the next step? Well, how do I invest? And how do I make my finances work for me? What's the next step? So a good question would be, how did I succeed this last year? Where did I accomplish something, and how do I keep that going? Because we need to set resolutions to say, I want to keep that going. Secondly, we need to say, this past year, well, where did I fail? Where did I take a step backward? Where did I act immaturely? Because we all had them. There are things we go, yeah, that was not my best day. That was not the way I should have handled that. That was not good. Okay. Well, what can we learn from it? And how do I prevent that from happening again in 2021? What changes do I need to make? Now, these are important questions to ask ourselves because that will determine the resolutions we make. Now, a couple of important things to think about on this. Crises and celebrations are magnifiers that reveal things about us. If you're wondering, hey, well, how do I know what those things are? Well, one of the things that the Scripture points out is God reveals where we are on some things two important ways, both through crises and celebrations. That's when things get magnified. You'll see it in a second here. Proverbs 24.10, if you falter in a time of trouble, how small is your strength? I mean, 2020 was a year of trouble, a year where, man, things had to change because of the pandemic. And so if there were relational problems at home and all of a sudden now both mom and dad working from home and kids were going to school from home, if there were relational problems before, they got magnified in 2020. Can I get an amen on that? Okay, it's true. No, it's true. It's a magnifier. If you weren't good at managing your time beforehand, working from home magnified the problem. didn't make it better. It magnified it. The same thing can be true of celebrations. Fire tests the purity of silver and gold, but a person is tested by the praise he receives, by being praised. I mean, that's Proverbs 27, 21. We get tested when things go well, too. I mean, some of us had the best year we've ever had. There are some businesses that doubled and tripled their productivity in 2020. Well, now that exposes some leadership challenges, Expose a lot of things. I mean, even celebrations, like Christmas, can be a magnifier. Again, if there are family problems, Christmas magnifies those when you all get together. If you have financial problems, Christmas is a magnifier because it's expensive. If people have been lonely, man, being isolated and socially distanced, that's magnified it. So this last year, 
What got magnified? I mean, if I'm wondering, well, where did I succeed? Where did I fail? Well, how did I respond? These are questions to ask ourselves. And those are the kind of resolutions we say, well, I want to do this better. Or I want to keep this going. Both are important. It's also important to remember that God uses all, both good and bad, all of our circumstances for our good and for his glory. God uses all of our circumstances, both good and bad. As I mentioned when we started out, some of the hard things we went through this last year have been prepping us for opportunities we have now in 2021. And it'll become clear as the year goes along that, hey, God really got me ready for this. We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. It's Romans 8, 28. Could we read that verse out loud together, please? We know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. And you could write in after that, even 2020, okay? He did. He has put some important things into our lives. One of the reasons that God allows hard things to come into our lives is to purify us and to bring out some things that need to change. We talked about those magnifiers. Peter talks about this in 1 Peter 1. So be truly glad. There's wonderful joy ahead, even though you must endure many trials for a little while. These trials will show that your faith is genuine. It's being tested as fire tests and purifies gold. Though your faith is far more precious than mere gold. So when your faith remains strong through many trials, it'll bring you much praise and glory and honor on the day when Jesus Christ is revealed to the whole world. A trial is like heat to gold ore. As you heat up the gold, the gold is heavier and the dirt and the soil that's mixed in and the rock that's mixed in with the ore, it floats to the top and then the goldsmith can scrape it off. The same way when you and I go through trials and those things get magnified, that's when we see bad attitudes. That's when we see bad habits. That's when we see time wasters. All those things float to the top. And then if we're wise, we can deal with them, scrape them off. I mean, that's what the resolutions are. So we say, hey, we don't want that in our lives anymore. That's gone. So Peter says, so you can even be glad because when you go through hard times, Whatever bubbles to the top that you don't want, well, now you see it. And now you can deal with it. And we'll talk about how to deal with it in a minute. And dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind comes your way, this is James 1, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, that's when your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. When your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect and complete, needing nothing. God uses hard times in our lives to put courage and conviction in my soul. Yours too. You don't get courage and conviction unless you get tested. Endurance happens only when you go through trials for a while. Not just for a minute, but it's ongoing. That's when those things come to the top you don't want, and that's when also courage and conviction that you do want come into your soul because you say, I'm going to stay with this. This is right. It's right. God has shown me this. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to quit. And so God has been working on us this last year. 
to put convictions down deep in our soul, to put iron in our soul and make us strong. If this is good news to you this morning, would you say amen? amen. God's been using this year for our good. And the question is, would you and I take a few days before the new year starts and take stock of this? What needs to be scraped off? What did he put in my soul that I want to keep? I don't want to keep going down that track. I like this. I'm better because of this. That'll help us set some resolutions. Here's the second thing we need to be aware of. We're going to need to seek wise counsel. Because it's one thing to take stock of it ourselves. It's another thing to say, hey, I wonder if I'm thinking rightly about this. Sometimes we need an outside set of eyes. If you have a blind spot, you can't see it. And so wise counsel will help. First of all, we need counsel from people who will tell us the truth, even if it hurts. There are people in our lives that will tell us the truth because they love us and they don't want to see us keep stumbling around. Let a righteous man strike me, it's a kindness. Let him rebuke me, it's oil on my head. My head will not refuse it. Oil on your head meant that's what was done for kings when they were anointed to be the next king. It showed the Holy Spirit was all over them. God's blessing was all over them. And Psalm 141 says, when you and I listen to truth from a friend who's keeping us from making a serious error or continuing on in a, on a bad track, man, that's a kindness. It's, it's a form of blessing. God is giving you a good friend who will tell you the truth even if it hurts. And then you don't have to keep making that mistake anymore. And so if I'm not sure what kind of resolutions I need to set, if I'm not sure, hey, what things need, do I need to do more of, what things do I need to change, well, I can ask a trusted friend. But if I do, i got to be ready for the response because it might sting. I mean, that would sting if somebody slapped you. And sometimes the truth hurts. Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. Proverbs 12.1. It's in the Bible. I didn't write it. <laughs> okay. Can we read that one out loud, please? Whoever loves discipline loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. Hmm. I don't want to be stupid, and neither do you. I mean, we came here today and said, God, would you show us something? Well, he's showing us something. So if we're going to set New Year's resolutions and we're not sure what to do, find a trusted friend. That brings us to the next point. Not only do we need to talk to people who tell us the truth, we need counsel from people who will encourage us. Okay? We have to be wise who we talk to. There are people, if we tell them there are things that we're struggling with, um, these would be people that would use that to hurt us. There are people like that in the world. So you don't just tell everybody everything. But if we pray about this, God will show us people who will encourage us. Paul said this about Timothy. When he was writing to the people in Thessalonica, he said, We sent Timothy, who's our brother and God's fellow worker in spreading the gospel of Christ, to strengthen and encourage you in your faith. Man, I need people in my life, and you need people in your life, who will strengthen you and encourage you. Because this next year, if I'm going to take on some things, if I'm going to get rid of some things in my life that need to go, if I'm going to continue on and take, go to the next level on some things that God started me on last year, I need encouragement. You and I need to surround ourselves with people who love us and say, hey, I want to help you with that. 
So encourage each other and build each other up. 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Build each other up. I mean, to encourage means to give courage. Keep going. Don't quit. If I'm going to make resolutions this next year, I need to share them with people who are going to encourage me on that. Not laugh at me. Oh, you'll never get that done. Just being honest. I don't think you can do it. Well, that's not an encourager. An encourager is somebody who'd say, you can do it. Let's keep going. Good job. Hey, you messed up. Start again. Let's go. It's worth it. You can get this done. Good job. That's an encourager. And we need to ask God to show us who are the people like that in our lives. And also, by the way, we can be those people if people ask us to help. Thirdly, we need to seek counsel from people who know what we don't know. I mean, an important question when you don't know what to do is, who do I know who does know? I mean, if I don't know, who does know? So it might be in an area, if I'm trying to get in shape and I've never been able to get in shape, I might need to go find a physical trainer, a personal trainer, somebody who can help me get in shape. They know things I don't know. If I'm dealing with a relational issue and I don't know how to resolve it, I might need to go see a professional counselor. If I want to take another step in my career and I don't have the credentials to get it done, I may need to go back to school. This is what Solomon is talking about in Proverbs 4. Get wisdom. Get understanding. Don't forget my words or turn away from them. Don't forsake wisdom. She'll protect you. Love her and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is this. Get wisdom. Though it costs you all you have, get understanding. So this next year... I may need to invest some money in college tuition. I, mean to, I may need to go to a seminar. I may need to buy some books. I may need to invest in a personal trainer. Because remember, there are different levels of relationships in our lives. There are some people that we're investing in. They're going to ask us to hold them accountable. They're going to need us to encourage them. There are other people who are peers who are going to encourage us. And there are still other people that we need to seek counsel from because they know things we don't know. And Solomon says, if you got to invest some capital and you got to invest some time, this is worth it. Starting in January again, we're going to be, uh, I'm going to be starting to meet with some men on Tuesday mornings at 6 a.m. I've done this in the past for a number of years already. And every now and then I'll meet people and say, John, I just need to get with some other men. I need some accountability. I need to learn to pray. I want to spend some time Bible studying. I go, great, i got a group of men that meets Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. Come and join us. They go, I can't do mornings. Well, it may cost you the cost of an alarm clock. And it may cost you having to go to bed earlier on Monday night if that's something you really want to do. This last year in 2020, man, the Lord showed me a great deal about prayer. Man, when COVID hit and everything shut down, oh my goodness. There were days when I would just spend hours in prayer, and all of a sudden I realized, well, my goodness, why haven't I been doing this all along? I mean, these are things I want to keep going for next year. It's why we're launching into dangerous prayers this next year. That's our first series. I want to share some of the things the Lord has shown me this last year. But I want, to, I want to keep going on that. I want to read a number of books on this this next year. And 
attend some seminars and do some other things where people have been more experienced in this than I have. I want to learn a lot about prayer. I want to share what I can with y'all in a way that's really helpful. And so every one of us, God has got us on a journey. Who are some people who can encourage us? Who are people we can learn from? And who are some people we can invest in? I'm going to have to take stock of where I am. I'm going to have to get good counsel. And thirdly, I need to spend time in prayer. Because God is working on me. I mean, if I am his workmanship and he has good things prepared in advance for me to do, then I need to cooperate with him. First of all, we need to ask God to show us what needs to change in our lives. This is one of those dangerous prayers, by the way. If you ask God to show you what needs to change, he will show you. But he'll expect you to listen. And that's why it's so dangerous. Hmm. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you and lead me along the path of everlasting life. Oh, this is a prayer that God loves for us to pray. And if anyone longs to be wise, ask God for wisdom and he'll give it. He won't see your lack of wisdom as an opportunity to scold you over your failures, but he'll overwhelm your failures with his generous grace. Man, God wants you and me to succeed. He has things planned for us. He wants us to grow. He wants us to mature. He would tell us, look, John, I've been bringing some of these things in your life to make you aware of the fact that you could get stronger in this area. John, I've been bringing some of these things in your life to make you aware of the fact that you don't need to do this anymore. John, I brought some of these people into your life. They can see things in your life you can't see. He's doing that for every single one of us. And if we'll take just a few days and take stock of this and ask him to show us, he'll show us some of the things that he's been working on. We also then need to surrender to whatever God wants to do, whatever God wants us to do in our lives. There's two interesting uh, quotes here, one from Mary and one from Moses. In Luke 1.38, Mary has been approached by Gabriel, and he's told her that she's going to give birth to Jesus. And she says, well, I'm a virgin. How is that possible that I can have a baby? And Gabriel says, well, the Holy Spirit's going to overshadow you and place the baby inside your womb. It'll be a miracle. And Mary's response is, I'm the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. Whatever the Lord has in store for me, I'm his servant. You can contrast that response with the response of Moses. When Moses was 40, he realized that God had raised him up inside of Pharaoh's house in order to rescue his people. And so he thought the people, the Israelite people would recognize that too. And one day he saw some Israelite, he saw an Israelite being beaten by an Egyptian, and he killed the Egyptian. And he assumed then everybody realized, oh, Prince Moses is going to rescue us. But they didn't. They didn't follow him at all. And he had to run for his life. And for 40 years, until uh, he was 80 years old, he had to live in far away from Egypt because people wanted him dead. And after that time, uh, the Lord appeared to him and said, Moses, everyone who wanted to see you dead has now passed away themselves. And now I'm going to send you back to Egypt to go rescue the people. And Moses said this, Pardon your servant, Lord. Please send someone else. <laughs> Contrast it with Mary. I'm the Lord's servant. I'll do whatever you say. 
Moses, <laughs> pardon me, Lord, can you get somebody else to do this? Because I don't really think I'm cut out for this. And you and I get to determine what our attitude is. I mean, that's the biggest thing. When we're going through these challenges and other things, I have to say, hey, what's my attitude going to be about this? Am I going to surrender? Because I can grumble and complain, and that's not going to make it any fun. I can be filled with self-pity. I don't know if you realize this, but if you throw a pity party, nobody else wants to attend. Has anybody ever noticed that besides me? Nobody wants an invitation to my pity party. I don't want to come to yours either. That's a waste of time. But if we say, God, I thank you that you're working on me. God, I've asked you to show me some things that need to change. I'll surrender to those things. But Lord, here's the trick. The last thing I'll share this morning is that we need to ask God for help to get it done. This is the power and the strength to get that done. So we keep on praying for you, asking our God to enable you to live a life worthy of his call. May he give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. I mean, I hope you can underline that sentence. May he give you the power to do everything your faith prompts you to do. If you've prayed about it, sought counsel about it, realized God has taken you in this direction, you're saying, God, these are some things I know you want me to keep going. God, I know these are some things you want me to change, but God, I can't do it on my own strength. I've never been able to do this before. I've never had the self-control before. I've never been able to have the wisdom before. Lord, I don't even know if i got to go back to school. I don't even know if I can handle that. Lord, will you please help me? And Paul said, well, that's why I'm praying for you. He told the Thessalonians, he said, God's going to challenge you things because you're God's workmanship. And when he does that, I'm going to ask God to give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. And then the name of our Lord Jesus will be honored because of the way you live. And you will be honored along with him. This is all made possible because of the grace of our God and Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, this is all possible because of the grace of God. The Lord knows we're weak. The Lord knows we're made out of dust. But he gave us his Holy Spirit to empower us and change us from the inside out. He gave us good friends who will tell us the truth. He gave us others who will encourage us. He even gives us access to people who are above us. Even though it costs us time and energy and money, he might, he's going to give us the access so that we can get the help we need. But we have to do it. We have to cooperate. We need to surrender. So we're going to spend a few minutes praying right now, just a couple of minutes, and we're going to pray for those things. We're going to pray that God shows us the things that we need to do more of, that he shows us the things we need to change, that he's going to give us the relationships we need so we can get good counsel, and that he's going to give us the power we need to actually change those things. Will you pray with me, please? Lord, we thank you that we have a few days before the new year begins. And we thank you that every year in our culture, we have a chance to take stock of where we are and say, hey, what are we going to do this next year? And Lord, I thank you that I am your workmanship, that you are working on me, and you've been working on me even in 2020. Lord, would you please show me some things that I need to keep doing more of? There were some things you added to my life this last year, some disciplines, some insights, some convictions. And Lord, I'm grateful for those. You opened my eyes to some things I had never seen before. And Lord, I want to keep going in the right direction. Would you please show me how to do that?
Lord, I also saw some things this last year that I didn't like, and you didn't like them either. And in your grace and in your mercy, you let me see them. Some attitudes, some habits, some things that just need to change. And God, would you show me how to change them? God, I can't do this without your help. Father, would you bring wisdom into my life? Would you show me who knows what I need to know? Lord, would you show me the right books to read, the right seminars to attend? Maybe I need to go back to school or get a counselor or a trainer or a financial advisor. Lord, I want to get a handle on my finances. I want to get in shape. Lord, I want to have healthy relationships. Lord, I want to lead rightly where I am. Would you give me counsel? Show me who to talk to. And oh, gracious Heavenly Father, would you bring encouragers into my life? People who help me keep going? And will you use me to encourage somebody else the same way? Oh, gracious God, we thank you that we can come to you for wisdom. You're glad to give it. And we thank you, Lord, that you've given us your Holy Spirit who gives us power because we need it. Lord, I cannot live a victorious life in my own strength, and so I surrender all of my life to you. Fill me up, Lord. Give me thick skin so I can hear the things I need to hear. Give me endurance when I feel like giving up. Give me the self-control and the strength I need to finally change and have some breakthroughs. And go ahead of me, Lord, and show me which way to go. Just give me the courage to follow. I thank you, Lord, that you've been working on me in 2020. And Father, I want to cooperate with you in 2021. Give me the desire and the power to do that. Pray these things in the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen.